Hey, everybody, it's Dustin from the HP Podcast. And this is Ben. We're just coming here to tell you about our show. Well, the HP Podcast. The HP Podcast is a weekly video game podcast from handsomefandom.com. That's also part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. And Ben, it's a little hard to describe our show because it's a little bit of everything. We get into a lot of shenanigans. We also talk about some news. We have some pretty serious topics sometimes. But sometimes uh, our friend Brandon takes a shirt off and uh, just does the show that way. So you should definitely check it out. I think you got stuck to the seat last time. It's possible. So that was that was a time. Yeah. So anyway, check out our show. We would love that. The HP podcast. This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. I am the dragon puncher, a punching I will go. If you are a dragon, I will punch you in the nose. I am the dragon puncher, you know I ain't no liar. The dragon tried to burn me, but I ain't scared of the fire, cause I know the secret of infinite lives. I know the secrets of What's up, Argonauts, and welcome to another Retro Gaming Podcast. This is episode 117 of the Rcast. I am your host, David Gilson, and with me is a man who is a superstar in his own right, Robert Workman. Well, every right, pretty much. But thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, well, we're, this week we're going to be talking about um, hacks. I mean, we're not going to be talking about like you know how to hack or the movie Hackers or anything like that, but we are going to talk about hack ROMs, because we've got a great guest on the show to talk about that, don't we, David? Indeed. So, with us is a very special guest here, actually. Uh, you know, so, he uh, he is a cartoonist and musician, James Kachalka. So, how's it going there, James? Uh, it's going great. It is yeah. not a it is not a hundred degrees here. Exactly. Yeah, it's hundred degrees here, and Dave's like, you can't have the fan on, but it'll it'll get in the way of the noise. And meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, smart enough over there to let go. get get a cup of ice. I'm like, I have a pitcher here. It's, it's, it's melting as we speak. So, yeah, it's 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 getting hot in here. Yeah. The, the famous song. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who's getting hot, David. Uh, besides just me, it sounds like Konami is in for a bit of a resurgence, aren't they? Indeed, yeah. So we we actually got like news that uh, that, that Konami is reestablishing their gaming division uh, with some new hires here. So, but didn't they just barely quit? I mean, it seems, it seems like it. Yeah, I mean, like with with you know, with Konami lately, they haven't been in the best graces with fans. Honestly, just with uh, you know after the whole Hideo Kojima fallout and uh, yeah. just, you know, this kind of Silent Hill Pachinko. Yeah, Silent Hill Pachinko <laughs> with the with the Snake Eater Pachinko, like everything else, pretty much. and also the way with the way that um that, that Metal Gear Survive also was handled. Uh, didn't exactly yeah. uh, you know put them into good graces with a lot of fans. So, uh, but yeah, it does look like they are trying to uh, to be like a little more serious as far as kind of getting themselves back into like the good graces with their fans, uh, which is a good thing, honestly, because like you know they do own like a lot of like great you know great properties. Uh, you know, along with along with the you know with like Metal Gear, there's also Silent Hill. Uh, you know, with like Contra, Frogger, like all these other uh, you know, Castlevania, Castlevania, yeah. exactly. All the all these class, oh, yeah. classic gaming franchises. Uh, so it, you know, it'd be great to kind of see them come back in there. And it looks like they're trying just. Nothing really official yet, but it looks like they are making some moves to kind of make that happen. Yeah, um, it's amazing, really. Like uh, the Konami co- code, you know, like, like the up, up, down, down. Yeah, it's penetrated so far into the public consciousness that even like normal people who don't play games know the Konami code. Oh, uh, yeah. it's a, it's kind of amazing. Like like th- there's plenty of like bigger um, uh, game companies that that 
haven't penetrated the public consciousness like that. So, like, they've got to capitalize on it. Yeah, I mean, with the formation of this new game division, it sounds like they hired a bunch of people who are just going to be working on, like, the digital front of games, as well as card games on the side. Uh, it sounds like they're going for more of a refocus. Like, they realize how much of a clusterfuck Metal Gear Survive was, is, yeah. <laughs> will always be, you know, and obviously they can't lean on Pro Evolution Soccer, so you've got all these classic franchises. Why not find teams that could do it? I mean, they've done it before. We saw Arc System Works years ago, work on uh, Hardcore Uprising, a variation of Contra with an animated style that's right up there with like their fighting games. And, and it was really well done. Uh, you know, so I mean, why not take more chances like that? You know, from what I understand, their business logic wasn't the greatest. They drove Kojima out after doing all that shitty stuff to him. So mm -hmm. I mean, it, all they can do now is work on something where they went over the fence. They also did something else we'll get to in a minute that kind of helps that. But it, it's all about now pushing forward and really giving something the gamers want. I mean, if that means a new Contra, if that means a new Castlevania, a new Sparkster, a new mm -hmm. Frogger, I mean, just something. And not mobile crap either. We know there's a Castlevania game coming, but it's mobile, it's free to play, we don't know. I want an 8-bit <laughs> yeah, style. Yeah, 8-bit style, yeah. Symphony of the Night style something. I, I know Igarashi isn't there anymore, but something yeah. along those lines. We've seen him before, we'll see him again. I mean, at the very least, we, we are getting bloodstained, and we, we, we did get that uh, that kind of 8-bit re revival, honestly, of like a Castlevania-like game with um, with Curse of the Moon that came out recently. Um, and, you know, and, and also the newer bloodstained game that, you know, that's coming out along with it. But uh, it, you know, it, it does look like Konami is, you know, at least like trying here. And, um, you, know, along, you know, along with like, the, the other franchises that we mentioned, too, I, I forgot that they also own Legend of the, of the Mystical Ninja, uh, which is part of like, the Golemaw franchise. And, like, that's, like, another franchise that I would love to see come back in a big way. Uh, you know, at least here in the West, anyway, uh, since I know it's like more popular over uh, over East Side. So, um, but yeah, like James, I, I was kind of curious, like if there was like a particular Konami franchise that you would personally love to see Konami bring back in some way. Oh God, I mean, there's a lot of you know, Castle. Obviously, Castlevania is you know mm -hmm. just fantastic. I I played this great version um, uh, called Castle Boy. Um, Oh, okay. Uh, it's for this. I can't remember. Uh, I'm just blanking on the name of the. This is this little. Uh, like, oh, Arju Boy. Do you know the Arju Boy, oh, the little okay. handheld? Mm -hmm. um, I think so. Yeah. It's like a little Arduino board with a. It's got the this tiny little like one inch wide um, OLED screen. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> um, my family got me that for Christmas, and uh, it's all like fan made stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's a great little game. Yeah, Wish, that'd be a fun little collectible. I'll tell you what, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> just just something along those lines, David. If, if you wanted like a particular Konami franchise to come back, what would it be? Oh, Contra, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been like a big big Contra fan, uh, like you know, ever since the NES days, pretty much. And uh, yeah, it, it would just be really cool to kind of see that come back in a big way. And um, I don't know, just like in some way, like where they kind of like put the shoot 'em up genre like on on its head. And um, you know, just kind of just, just bring back that you know, bring that franchise back in in some way, like where I don't know, I, I can't remember like what was like the last good Contra game that came out, or just Contra hardcore, game in general. hardcore uprising. Yeah, I guess hardcore uprising. Yeah, yeah. it was um, hard as hell, but it was good. Yeah, it just feels like ages ago though. So like, it, it would be great to kind of see like a new game like after all this time, and just kind of like you know, to, to, to kind of bring back like you know, with the classic characters, it's cla you know, the classic like game style, but uh, just you know, just newer and you know, new levels and all that stuff. So yeah, I mean, Hustin. what I I'd love to see the Hudson stuff stuff come back, Adventure Island, mm, Arizona right, yeah. Bonk, and and like one Hudson uh, Bonk is great. I forgot Bonk, yeah. Bonk is going to me. I didn't even know that. Um, uh, yeah, I love Bonk. 
Mm -hmm. And Arizona too. But I'll tell you, uh, one franchise that did manage to come through unscathed was Bomberman because obviously Super Bomberman R is out now for Xbox One, PS4, and PC, as well as Nintendo Switch. And Konami made an interesting move yesterday. Uh, This may be the beginning of their new gaming initiative, but they uh, released a new update for Super Bomberman R that adds a number of classic characters to the game. Uh, These include Bill and Lance Bomber from the Contra series, uh, the Ayoko Kata Girl Bomber, uh, the Ibisumaru Bomber from Legend of the Mystical Ninja, David, Um, Mm -hmm. obviously Xavier Woods from WWE, but here's the interesting one. They also added some Metal Gear Solid characters. They added uh, Raiden from uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, obviously, as well as Solid Snake and Naked Snake uh, from Metal Gear Solid 3. But here's the thing. Those last two characters... They actually got David Hayter to come back to yeah. voice them. That that that's fan service. Now, if Konami can make more moves like that and less ones like whatever the hell led to Metal Gear Survive, we'll be getting some. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Like I, it, you know, I'll say like it's it, it is like a bit of a surprise because I felt like that you know along with like the um, the Kojima Fallout uh, that they also had like the Fallout with David Hayter as well in that regard. So um, yeah, it's I don't know, it, it is really you know it's really cool to, you know like really cool fan service and you know along with that there was also like a Vic Viper um, like bomber like a thrown in there from mm-hmm. uh, from Gradius so like the ship basically from the yeah the Vic Viper Zero mm-hmm. yeah so like it, it's really cool that they you know that they add all that in there along with like um, with like Xavier Woods <laughs> they're like just randomly um, but like it, it's really cool like with uh, you know with, with what they're doing with that and uh, hopefully this is the beginning of what is the you know the new initiative uh, with you know with with Konami getting back in good graces with fans I, I really do hope so i mean they've been adding these characters to this game for a while they added a richter belmont character they added pyramid head from silent hill as a bomber and everybody (laughs) looked completely freaked out by that so i mean if they can continue going down this path and giving us games that we want to see again i mean you know don't get me wrong keep doing pro evolution soccer that's fine but you know we when you announce a new silent hill game make it a silent hill game and not something where we can probably win 50 cents at a time or something (laughs) Right, <laughs> you know, give us a game yeah. that we can sink our with our teeth into, you know, and make the PT demo available again. Jeez, what harm is that? Mm. No harm, seriously. Ugh. Yeah. Well, if they want to put me in in uh, into good graces, then then they'll bring back Snatcher. Uh, that's kind of like the like the big one that I'm hoping to see come back. You, in the big you one. and your hopes. I mean, well, anything's possible. I hoped for Battletoads <laughs> for the longest time, and look what happened. Indeed. Yeah. And yeah. Same thing with um with like Shenmue as well. Like yeah. I was hoping for Shenmue for the longest time. But uh, James, I was kind of, I was kind of curious on what you think about this because I I think you you've had experience with a very specific uh, very specific game in the Bomberman franchise, I believe, right? Oh yeah, um, the only the only Bomberman game I've played is um, uh, Wario Blast for Game Boy. Yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> it, I mean it's awesome. Um, I imagine though, I mean like I could tell even though while I was playing it, I really liked it that it would have been a lot better if I could play multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which that I mean, seems like that's where the real excitement of of Bomberman comes from is having like four of your friends there, and you know everybody's blowing up. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, right. that's 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 what made the uh, the Saturn Bomberman actually like a lot of fun, just because like you know I think that was like the first time I remember. Uh, well, actually, no, there's a, there's there's like the SNES game that had like the four player mode as well with the multi tab. Yeah, uh, but, but well, the Saturn I think had like more characters and like yeah, it had uh, it had Bonk, Master Higgins, a few other faces. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it was the first one to really introduce guest characters. But um, I think I remember Saturn Bomberman the most for the ten player mode. So hey, uh, Konami, if you want to bring a version of that back. That'd be mm. good. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, they could do it. They could do like um, battle royale style Bomberman with like a hundred people, <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, thing keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. 
Now that would be a game, right? Yeah. That would so be really interesting, actually. Technically, <laughs> that was the original Battle Royale. Everybody fighting for themselves. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. So, so, so this is what they need to do. They, they could put together a team, right, that makes games. And then you got to like, well, hope they put together a good team. Otherwise, we're going to get a bunch of bad Konami games. But what they probably should do is there's a lot of great indie developers. I mean, like how many Castlevania ripoffs has there, have there been? There have been, you know, more than you can count. They could get some of these teams to make a Castlevania game or to make a Bomberman game. And then people have got, you know, interesting ideas. They could, they could have like five teams like um, pitch their Bomberman idea. Right, and then pick the best one. Yeah, it's really really cool fan service so far with what they're doing at Bomberman R. Um, but you know, like uh, like another like really cool thing that you know, that we found here actually was from Fan Gamer uh, with an accessory called the Flip Grip, and basically this uh, this is like a story like that we found out uh, with, with like a Kickstarter campaign that basically allows you to play your Nintendo Switch uh, with, with like a vertical stand, uh, which it, you know as you know like if you've been playing like Donkey Kong or like Dig Dug or like any other game that like just kind of feels better with, with you know with like the vertical aspect ratio um you know it, this would be kind of like a great accessory in this regard so this yeah like, yeah not, I mean, not just as a stand though but like you can in handheld mode yeah exactly yeah, the screen vertical yeah, yeah so, i mean it seems custom built for shooters it seems there, there was stuff that i like like for instance um it's something that really caters to like Ikaruga. Ikaruga playing in vertical yeah, mode is, is absolutely mm. excellent, but there are other shooters out there as well that take advantage of that. So, I mean, this this sounds like an ideal accessory. I just want to see how effective it is. Because because that means having to set up a stand or whatever, and it just looks it looks a little weird compared to the typical way the Switch looks. But if it, if, it, if it plays games in a good vertical, but like, you know, the pinball arcade. The pinball arcade looks good on a flat screen, but if you go vertical, you really get a better view of the table. So that there's something like this this accessory definitely looks like it's it's custom built for that. So there there are like a number of games that could really really be benefit from this honestly and like you know, I, I was like playing playing Donkey Kong I, you know actually like re, you know just recently and it, it does like feel more natural to have it in that vertical aspect ratio um and and, and I, was, I was like trying to do that like just basically like propping like the um like like switch basically on my uh, on my leg just having my leg raised up basically and have like the joy cons like just like separately out and it's not exactly the most comfortable way of playing it but you know it does feel more natural as far as like donkey kong being like displayed in that way uh, you know again with the vertical screen um but you know it is cool like what, what fan gamer is doing here at least you know kind of bring something out that will allow you to you know to kind of do it uh, it, it would just be nice if, if Nintendo had some sort of like update, like where the actual UI actually like flipped along with it, because right now it just kind of still stays in the horizontal mode. Yeah, I mean it'd be nice to to figure out that little thing. But other than that, I mean this this stand does look like it'll be an ideal thing for especially like I said, shmup fans that they would yeah. really get into something. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And uh, some more Switch news uh, that, that that we found out here actually is like some uh, you know some new games here coming out from Hamster. Uh, one of them being uh, being Renegade, which is the game that came out before. Basically, it was kind of the predecessor to R River City Ransom, um, along with uh, there was Argus and also Omega Fighter too. Um, so, I, like, I, I played Renegade like a number of times before. It's it's not like a terribly good game. Uh, you know, it, it also kind of like 
was leading up to like what would be like a much better game with River City Ransom. Uh, but um, mm. yeah, like, you know, it's just kind of cool to see more more retro games come to like the Switch, and the Switch is really kind of becoming a good home, honestly, for retro titles. I agree. It's really great to see what they're offering. And those last two games that you mentioned are actually Argus and uh, Omega Fighter. They're actually shooters. Mm -hmm. And I believe they played vertical mode as well. So, I mean, the more shooters, the merrier. I mean, I I love bullet hell shooters, whether they're like, you know, the modern ones or older ones like these little classics. So, I mean, more power to them. Indeed. Nintendo's making these, I mean, it supports vertical mode, right? But then the, Mm -hmm. the Switch does, but it doesn't, the menu doesn't. They, I mean, like, they, yeah. they should just... It doesn't flip with it, basically. Yeah. That in, just throw that in there. Right? Well, it's not that easy, though. They have to reprogram the, They have to reprogram everything. It's not an iPad. You can't just, you know, throw yeah. it in. I'm sure it'd be, like, an easy enough update, but, like, it, it's something that they would have to, like, actually consciously keep in mind, and, you know, especially as more and more games become... Uh, more, more like accustomed to being in that vertical mode. So, I don't know. It, it would be nice to kind of see, like, uh, you know, as as more of these games come out, and especially with the shooters, uh, you know, as you mentioned, there, Robert. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, you know, I guess we'll kind of wait and see with it as more of these games they're, come out. They're not going to do it. No, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah, I guess. Um, but one can hope. One can hope. <laughs> well, I mean, what if the menu gets stuck in vertical mode? Then we're screwed. <laughs> I mean, you know, just you know it's you know not that big a deal. You, you, you make your selection in horizontal. You set up your game in vertical. It's not the end of the world. Come on, that's yeah, not. No, you're, you're right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I know so, you guys. I know you're having a tough life there, guys. So yeah, <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. Welcome. We'll move on to the uh, to the part of the show here now called "What Are You Playing?" We get some the games we've all been playing or have recently beat. So, James, with you being our special guest, why don't you tell us what you've been playing? Uh, I've been going back and forth between Hollow Knight and oh. uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, nice, nice choices. Yeah, well, I, Horizon Zero Dawn the, was just on sale for twenty bucks like a week ago, so that's what mm. I was waiting for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and. Uh, 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 they're both great. They're both great. Absolutely, um, yeah. Hollow Knight seems like your type of game, honestly, because I like I feel like you kind of like those Metroidvania style games, anyway. Yeah, no, I do. I love Metroidvanias. Um, I love. Uh, I mean, it's drawn basically in indie comics art style. I'm an indie cartoonist, so yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> I could have drawn that game. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's not too far off, honestly, from like American Elf and all. That stuff. Yeah. Uh, and what else? Oh, and you know, I went back uh, and played just a couple little quests in uh, uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild to compare it to Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, I think Breath of the Wild is still better. Um, and the reason, why, like, just visually, it looks a lot emptier than horizon zero dawn mm-hmm. but actually moving through the world it there's something about the world in um uh in breath of the wild it feels like there's something everywhere like every every peak makes you want to go to it every mm-hmm. um there, but you can't really do that in uh horizon zero dawn one there's like invisible walls or unclimbable things all over the place and then even if you do manage to get somewhere interesting, there's nothing there to mm. get or do or see. Um, it's got a great story. Uh, I think a really compelling, uh, interesting, exciting, like, adventure story. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, sci-fi but, setting and, like, all that. And yeah. also 
Also, also having like a fight with ro robot dinosaurs. I mean, that's something that would be like a song of yours, honestly. In that case. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> robot, robot dinosaur. <laughs> Crushed oh. underneath my boot. <laughs> that, that reminds me, we're coming up on the, uh, in 2020, it'll be the 20th anniversary of my graphic novel, Monkey vs. Robot. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, so um, we're going to put out. Uh, like uh, Monkey versus Robot, the complete epic, the whole thing in one book. Um, oh, and I've so there were two books originally, and I've I've now uh, written and drawn a third one. So the book is going to collect all three. Um, the trilogy. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then I'm going in and correcting some little errors that I made, uh, like George Lucas style. And, uh, <laughs> How dare you! No. <laughs> No. Don't ruin it, James. <laughs> you don't want to ruin it. <laughs> well, like one thing I did was um, I just did today. I was well. I had to scan the first book because I the original edition was we did um, uh, one. I did, I was afraid to lose the original artwork, mm -hmm. so I sent the publisher photocopies. So the first two books were printed from photocopies of the original artwork. Um, so I thought I better scan in the original artwork and make you know really really good high quality scans. And um, in doing that, I found there was a page that I had decided was bad. And so I redrew it for the published version. And the original page was better. So really? I'm, I'm putting the original page in. Hmm. Was it just like better, like as far as like how you? How it was you really only it? one panel was different. I like I like cut and pasted, took it apart and cut and pasted it. Yeah, there's this one panel I decided. Uh, look bad or whatever i yeah i decided it just wasn't right so i redid it and okay. then i went back and looked at it and like the original one was better it looked more dramatic and um <laughs> you were in that moment i think that's why yeah um so yeah i can make little changes like that cool. nice awesome how about you there robert uh, I've been working on two particular games. Uh, they actually both just uh, pretty much arrived this week. The first one is Loomis Remastered. Uh, oh, yeah. This is a very addictive uh, puzzle game uh, set to the rhythm of a number of different songs. It's made by uh, Enhance and Tetsuya Mizuguchi, the man behind Rez. Um, it is, of course, an amazing game with a number of different melodies and some challenging gameplay and modes behind it. It is highly addictive. Like, I started playing at 2 a.m. last night, and I got done at 4.30. That's, why, that's pretty much why I'm so tired right now. It's just like, damn it, Luminous. Damn it! Uh, but it's really a terrific game. And it's only like 15 I'm, bucks right now, which is... I've, which is I've like, never played that one. What what system are you playing it on? Um, they have it for Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC across the board. And which so, one are you playing it for? I'm, uh, playing, it I'm playing it on Switch, and I'm going to get it on PS4 later tonight. So. Cool. Those are my platforms of choice. And then the other game, this comes out, I believe it'll be out by the time this episode is out, is The Crew 2. Uh, this is the sequel to Ubisoft's uh, open-world racing game that came out a few years ago. Except mm -hmm. this one has an all-new approach. Instead of just cars, you could race boats. You could race planes. You could race monster trucks. You could race rally cars. Uh, it's a lot more opened up. And instead of focusing more on pursuit, it's, it's more about competitive racing and being the best racer in the world. Uh, I am really impressed by this title so far. It's wide open, a number of different challenges, a number of different customization options. Looks great, sounds great. Uh, the gravity for some of the cars might be, I go flying off a cliff. 20 seconds later, I'm still flying off a cliff. I don't get that. 
Uh, <laughs> my car must, it must be one of those Jetsons cars. must be. But, uh, I mean, right. so small things aside, this is a fun racing game. In fact, the biggest complaint I have is it is cutting into my onrush time. That's not healthy. But uh, I am really enjoying the crew, too, so far. And my review will be up this weekend on comicbook.com slash gaming. Uh, Sounds good. And also, I'm looking forward to Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, which should be in my hands by the time this episode is out. Uh, if, nice. if you're a fan of the PS4 game, definitely pick it up for Xbox One or Switch or PC. Uh, David, what are you playing? Uh, so what I've been playing is Mario Tennis Aces, uh, actually. So um, this, this is like you know the, like the new Mario Tennis game that came out just recently on Switch. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I remember playing the um, was it the Invitational tournaments that they had come out uh, before like, the game actually released, re- you know, actually released. And um, and yeah, like you know, it's just like a lot of fun. It's it's honestly like the most fun in this game is when you're playing um, playing against a friend. Um, it's you know it's, it's just very uh, as a very like fighting game kind of like mentality behind it, especially with the meter management uh, that kind of keep in mind as you do special shots and you know having to keep like your meter you know, like in mind if you want to slow down time if someone's throwing a special shot at you that's going to be like too tough otherwise to get um, all that mm-hmm. stuff and like, it's really really like a lot of fun and um, you know like in that regard uh, I was playing a bit of like the adventure mode like earlier this week and it's it's fun it's good like especially with all the kind of different courts that you could play especially with like um uh there's like a like there's like a boss i believe that you fight with, like where he has like mirrors and like every time you shoot into a mirror it spits out from like another mirror um or like there was like one in the forest like where it has like piranha plants like in the middle of the court and it spits the, yeah. the ball back at you if you hit the piranha plant um so like, a lot a lot of like, really cool stuff like that and like you know so, some great characters in there especially with the way that they did uh with um with, um, with like waluigi in that game um he is absolutely amazing especially with the with kind of the moonwalk trick shot that he has uh just absolutely amazing so like a lot of fun there um aside from that too as i mentioned before i you know i've been playing donkey kong so this is like the original oh, arcade yeah. donkey mm-hmm. kong that's finally Ooh, another one from vertical mode there you go Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it, it, you know, it's worked very well, like in, ver- in vertical mode and also just kind of just playing on like the TV or whatever, where, where it's big anyway. So, uh, so it's pretty great there. T- talking about, you know, the, the Mario Aces, the tennis game, maybe it reminded me that another game that I've been playing lately, uh, but this is not a video game. Uh, I've been playing Foursquare with my sons. Oh I yeah. I have a 14 year old and a 10 year old and we play Foursquare over at the elementary school playground um that's just just down the block um but uh there's only three of us right and there's four squares so we usually play the the person who's in the serving square has to defend two squares which is really tough um my uh 14 year old son is just so good we can just i mean like takes us forever to get him out (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) too good (laughs) yeah i mean i'm 51 my joints are starting to go. But <laughs> <laughs> Too much info. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, hopefully, hopefully uh, he'll be able to teach you like a thing or two. Then, in that case, <laughs> so. Yeah, right. Um, so, like, aside from Donkey Kong, also I've been playing Punch Out. So, this is like the arcade Punch Out that also came out on Switch just recently. Um, you know, I just kind of picked that up along with Donkey Kong, just uh, just to have it. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Very tough. Uh, you know, this is like a, this is a Punch Out game that I have not really played through all that much outside of like just a few times seeing it in you know in the arcade cabinet form. Um, it like uh, it's like very certain arcades I've seen around around in New England, um, but yeah, like it's it's a lot of fun. It's really cool, and um, yeah, definitely one that I'm gonna have to try to uh, to master in order to kind of get through. So, uh, so yeah, a lot of fun there. Uh, so yeah, with that, I do have a game code here to give away. So this is a game code here for Speedrunners on PS4. Speedrunners is a four-player competitive platformer with grappling hooks, power-ups, and interactive environments. 
run, jump, swing around, fire rockets, grapple onto people to knock them off screen. So uh, I, I know this is like the game that like every time you would be like at like PAX East, for example, it would always have a crowd around it because like everyone wants to like compete and like try to get to like the end of the race and all that stuff. It's it's a highly addictive game. Uh, really, really cool. And you, you can pick it up now for PS4 with this code. Uh, the code is K8A7JMN7. L66J. Again, that's speedrunners on PS4. Enjoy. Welcome back to the stage of history. So with that, we have the stage of history, which is a celebration of retro titles that deserve a spot for better or for worse in the pantheons of history. So I figure since uh, you know, I know James is a big, big fan of robots and which better robot to talk about. And also just like surprisingly enough, we haven't talked about this particular game uh, is Mega Man. So this is a 1987 action platformer by Capcom. A full 3D remake titled Mega Man Powered Up was released in 2006. Uh, and character artist Kiji Inafune states that he was influenced by the manga Astro Boy when creating the Mega Man designs. Uh, oh, that's obvious. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> um, so, James, I was, I was kind of curious on what your history was with, uh, with like Mega Man or the Mega Man games in general. Uh, I played the first one that came out on Game Boy. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think I ever totally 100% beat it because those games are hard. They are, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of those games, you know, like having something like uh, the Save Restore that you get in a modern emulator makes them so much more enjoyable. and um, yeah. Or the ability to rewind, um, you know, to just do that jump again. Like, rather have to play through, like, the whole level to get to the, the jump that's killing you. Um, yeah. You know, like... I don't have time for that anymore. <laughs> you know, you know what you might be better off with, like Mega Man Legacy Collection, because it has a rewind option. So if you screw up, you rewind, and you just—I oh, never had. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Um, that's on that's on Switch, right? Yeah, it Switch. Is. Yeah, it is actually. It's really good. What is it? Does it use like the like L and R button to rewind? Yeah, or? the L the L button, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know why I have that in my memory. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> but no, Mega Man's created an amazing legacy, and the, the first game has got to start, but I'll tell you, the most infamous thing about Mega Man is the cover art for the NES game, which looks absolutely oh, yeah. nothing <laughs> like Mega Man. It looks more like a cab driver doing cosplay at, at, at a Brooklyn event. I don't know. Not, not to I, have any problem with Brooklyn, just saying. That's a couple of years ago, I tried to buy that cover. Um, the ori- I wanted to buy the original art, but I don't know how to do that. Like, I guess you just have to hope it comes up for auction sometime. Or well, something. sometimes at these game shows, they'll sell posters. <laughs> they'll sell these posters with the original cover art. Like a while back, David spotted me a uh, bad dude's cover and had yeah, to you know, autograph the, it and send it my way. So I want yeah. the actual, actual original physical art. Well, I Not- think somebody's <laughs> got that and never letting go. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about like the actual sketch itself, or are you talking about like like yeah, yeah, the actual the actual drawing, like oh, that, gotcha. or okay. painting, or whatever it is? Like, um, I'm actually sort of against posters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I understand the appeal. Like, more than one person wants to own the same piece of art, but only one exists. Sure. Um, but I think you know, to then just find another piece of art that does exist. I think I really think that people should have real art made by actual human hands in their houses, not just posters. Um, and then, you know, you have to go to the museum to see 
something as wonderful as the Mega Man cover. Of course. Yeah, like, and the cool thing is, here, here's something you can't else. Tell they're not in museums. They should be in museums. They're in like private collectors' hands, or they're they're in a they're in a folder somewhere in a in a box in some game company's basement. And you know, like they need to be in a, they need to be in a museum. Yeah. You sound like Indiana Jones. It belongs <laughs> in a museum. But I was going to say, one interesting thing about Mega Man is that he was featured in Street Fighter Cross Tekken for PlayStation 3 but when, yes. and PlayStation Vita, but they didn't go with the original Mega Man design. They went with the Mega Man cover art design. The Mega Man yeah. 1, the Mega Man, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it was freaky. I was like, why am I? What? No. Yeah. There was like a fat bumbling fool too. Yeah, I know. Like yeah, I remember. <laughs> it was funny as hell though. It was a great thing for Capcom to, to throw. It was pretty great. I uh, thought so. But yeah, um, the original Mega Man is, is still a legendary title. It's still one of my favorites. Mega Man 2 is going to be my all-time favorite, but Mega Man is definitely up there in the top five. And if you haven't checked out Legacy Collection yet, I highly recommend doing so. I think it's on sale in a few places. So I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you got Mega Man X like Legacy Collections coming out as well. Yeah. Very soon, oh, so. quick side note, though, they changed some of the robot names because in, in the original 2001 version, they had Guns N' Roses inspired it, like Axel the Red. But they changed it back. It's, you know, they're like the regular original because I guess, you know, the new Capcom guys don't like Guns N' Roses or something. I don't know. They're going for authenticity. Licensing thing, maybe. No, I guess. it's authenticity because they could have kept those names. Yeah, I mean, there's no... I mean, yeah, there's there's a there's a you know slash grizzly, but that doesn't exactly tie in with slash. I could say slash tires, that doesn't tie in with slash. But <laughs> I, I'm just saying, you know, they're inspired. The older names are inspired by that, but they went back to the original Japanese names because they wanted to stick to the core essence of Mega Man X. Just a side note, I I, I actually found this out before, like ten minutes before the show, so I I didn't know how to do wow. news, so I'll just throw it in there. There it is. No Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Sorry, guys. Right. You'll, you'll have no start a civil war. You can go cry in right. November rain. We'll see you later. There you go. Uh, so with that, we have a game I know that James definitely played through because I read it in one of your comic strips. Uh, it's Metroid Fusion. So this is a 2002 oh, yeah. action adventure game by Nintendo. It was created specifically by the same team that developed the 1994 SNES title Super Metroid. Navigation rooms were added to make for a more linear experience compared to other games in the franchise. And it could be connected with the GameCube title Metroid Prime to unlock bonus features, such as using the Fusion Suit in Prime. Uh, so, James, why don't you tell us all about like how you went through this game? Because, like, I, I like I, you know, I had to kind of like dig back, like in, in your American Elf comics, to kind of see like which games you play. When I came across this, I just remember like the comic strip was was uh, was explicitly like you in bed, like it was like late at night, and uh, I think you like yelled at your wife, like saying that like. Uh, it's like I I just beat Metroid Fusion. Are you proud of me? And she's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that game. You know, it's a great game to replay because it, because maybe because it's so linear. Like you're not gonna get lost and spend hours like running back and forth all over the whole map trying to find like the one secret wall or something that you gotta not blow in this up. One, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, not in this one. Right. So it makes it really fun to replay. Um, I mean, and the others are, if you replay, the, uh, well, it, Super Metroid's really fun to replay too. That must just be a great team. Uh, it was the same team that did both. Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah, they're good. Um, now, my personal favorite is is probably one of the least popular ones, but it's the, the Game Boy one. I just really love Game Boy games, mm. I guess. Um, I really love Metroid 2. The, um, Return of Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
and the thing that I love about it so much is um, it really captured this feeling of like going deeper and deeper underground and encountering scarier and scarier Metroids. And uh, well, the music too, like it really encapsulates music, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the music is great, and and something about like the simplicity of the Game Boy uh, made it so there was a lot of empty space, mm-hmm. right? Like it's they they did that remake last year mm-hmm. uh, for the 3DS, Same and as it like <laughs> yeah, and it like killed everything. Everything that I loved about the game was gone. Mm. Um, it felt really claustrophobic. You kind of like the, um, I, I guess, like the like empty hallways, or just kind of like that impending dread that, like, you don't quite know, like, what's going to happen when you get to the other room or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And claustrophobic was the wrong word um, that I used for the the 3ds version. It, it felt like it just felt like too much stuff, cluttered, too much deep. Yeah. yeah, it felt cluttered. That's the word, cluttered, yeah. <laughs> not claustrophobic. Um, because there's some parts in uh, the Game Boy one that definitely feel claustrophobic because you're going through tiny little things or whatever, and there's that eerie music. And yeah, um, but it, it did it in a good way. Um, uh, I mean, I still liked it. I still like the 3DS version. Mm-hmm. I, I get confused now though because the the titles are so close. There's Samus Returns and the Return of Samus. Like I can't remember which one is which. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Return of Samus is the is, is the original name and. And um, they call us Samus, uh, Samus Returns, like for the remake, basically. So, yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that, that, um, that's Metro Fusion. Uh, I, I haven't personally played it, but Robert, have, have you played it at all? Yeah, I loved it. I, I think it was a great uh, follow up to um, Super Metro. And I was really hoping that, you know, instead of Samus Returns, we kind of get a remake of Fusion HD. I mean, I'm glad we got Samus Returns, but, mm-hmm. you know, th- th- that longing feeling that we need something while we wait for Metroid Prime 4 kind of sets in. So oh, yeah. I- I'd love to see a remake of this. Yeah, we'll, we'll, like, we'll, we'll probably more likely see a Samus Returns switch port um, other than that anyway. Uh, like, I-, I could definitely see that being like, announced at some point soon before, before Prime 4, but, um, you know, I-, I guess we'll kind of wait and see on like, what's going to happen with, mm-hmm. uh, with Metroid. Yep. Even though I kind of felt like I hated Samus Returns because I love Return of Samus so much, um, I'd probably still rebuy it for Switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> Metroid, so, you know, you may as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's going to lead us now to Obscura. And uh, considering that you like those old school games that uh, get you at you in a certain way, uh, I've chosen Carrot. Well, I had a little album, David. I've chosen Karatika. Yes. Uh, Karatika is uh, obviously a game developed by Jordan Mechner, the creator of Prince of Persia. Uh, it's essentially a game in which you have to fight through the fortress of an evil warlord named Akuma and his masterful forces in the hopes of rescuing Princess Mariko. Uh, you make your way through the fortress and you fight pretty much in hand, like classic karate combat. It's not unlike Karate Champ, but you don't have the two joystick system. You just have to hit buttons and make sure that you strike your opponent first before they strike. And if you lose all your health, the game is over and you have to start all the way over again. But every time you get into a boss battle, you can also see their energy bars. So you can see like how far they have to go before you wipe them off the face of the earth. And also there's an interesting thing with the ending. If you defeat Akuma and you go to Princess Mariko, if you walk up to her in a defensive stance, she'll punch and kill you. <laughs> Seriously, I, I was That's just slowly amazing. walking up to her because I didn't know. If, you know bah! And I'm dead. Uh, but if you run to her, she hugs you, and that's the game. Nice. Spoiler. That's amazing. Uh, this was a fun game. Uh, I really enjoyed it when I played it back on the Apple II way back in the uh, mid 80s. And uh, fun fact here 
Uh, Mechner actually rebooted the game in 2013 as a downloadable title for Xbox 360, PC, PlayStation 3, and mobile. Uh, it was more of a 3D style game, but it had similar play tactics where you worked your way through a fortress, took on enemies, and timed combat scenarios, and it looked pretty good. Um, I don't think it was as effective a reboot as uh, Prince of Persia's Sands of Time, personally. Oh, yeah. But I thought still that was a pretty neat game. I think you could still download it if you have one of those systems. It's like five bucks now. Um, so yeah, I mean it doesn't have the original game, which is kind of a bummer because the original game I think is the one while we're discovering it. It kind of put both Mechner and Broderbund's software on the map. Um, yeah, which I, was- I had to just look it up uh, while you guys were talking about yeah. to see what, what it was. Um, but so what's is is the Apple II version like the Original version? or Yeah, I mean, well, it was originally yeah. released for, for a lot of different... It was released for Apple II originally. Then it came up for, like, yeah, Atari... came up for Atari uh, 7800, Commodore 64, uh, the NES, actually, in Japan. It came out for the Famicom. And uh, yeah. even the Game Boy, which, you know, I'm surprised you didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then uh, the remake came out for, for the newer platforms, Xbox 360 and PS3, so... There's a few Japanese uh, language games that I struggled through. Uh, like I, I imported a couple of DS games. I can't even tell you the names because the names are in Japanese. <laughs> um, there's some like there was a great like robot fighting game on the DS um, where you you know like so it has the touch screen and you'd see your robot at the top and you'd fight other robots and on the touch screen you'd have like the controls of the robot like as if you were inside the robot. Oh wow! Okay. So like. You'd have to like turn dials and flip switches to control the robot, and it was great. That's cool. Um, it was it was so good. Um, uh, I wish I could tell you the name of it. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I mean, I could maybe look it up. Uh, or I'm gonna, or I could take was a break like, and I could was it, the- was it custom Robo Arena? No. Mm. I mean, like it basically sounds like a mech game, but like taken to like the handheld, basically in that case. So yeah, yeah. There, like, um, so, but the one, arcade games the don't like that, that. So yeah. Because I couldn't read Japanese, I couldn't figure out like you have to go to these little stores and buy upgrades for your robot, and I couldn't really I couldn't do it because I couldn't read anything, and so I played I I I struggled through all the way to the final boss, and I just couldn't beat it. I I had never upgraded any of my mechs in the whole playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> Did like hard mode and put on yourself there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I almost forgot. There is one more little factoid I wanted to post about the Apple II version of Karatika. You know, it, it was sold as a single-sided disc, but if you turn it around and you play it with the reverse side of the disc, you get a full version of the game, but it's rendered upside down on the player's monitor. What? So like, yeah. was the game itself upside down? Yeah, or? yeah, it was upside down. You could play oh, okay. it upside down. Uh, Mechner said that it was done as a joke, causing naive viewers to actually call tech support and ask why <laughs> the game was upside down. <laughs> That's amazing. And he's like, and they would actually say, take the disc out, insert a right setup, and reboot. Yeah. <laughs> That that's amazing. That's so Dumbass. cool. Dumbass. Yeah, I know. It's just, yeah. But uh, it, with with a like, like, like like the big reason why I want to bring it up here is is just because uh, it is kind of like an early example of that uh, that fluid animation, which like the Prince of Persia was like known for. Because um, like that, that was kind of like a big big groundbreaking thing that um, put Broderbrand like on the map there. And um, yeah, like it, you know, it's just, it's just really cool with the fluid animation. And, and there is like a very famous GIF I know of like the uh, like the main character who you play as like doing like a dance basically. And it's all like a very fluid kind of like uh, kind of motion, uh, which is really like impressive for its time, honestly, back in 1984. Okay, so now I can tell I I cannot tell you the name of this game because as I it's actually it is all almost all Japanese. Yeah, it's a Japanese symbol, Japanese symbol, Japanese symbol X, maybe an N, M G. 
Okay. You know, what? <laughs> and I, like, I wouldn't be surprised the, if it was something in the custom Robo series. Seriously. And the uh, the developer is uh, Ciro, C E R O. Hmm. No, no, that's the rate. That yeah, that's a rating. I was like, that's, that's the they rating. make everything the in Japan. No, that's right. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, Sandlot. Sandlot. Okay. Sandlot robot fighting game. Hmm. Hmm. Let me check this something. Is, co- I, I, I copyright guess... 2006 Nintendo slash Sandlot. Hang on, I'm looking. Um, Super Control Robot MG, I think is the name of it. Yeah. But that, that ties yeah. in with Custom Robo. Does it? Told you. Cool. There you go. <laughs> anyhow, there you go. anyhow, it's a great game if you're willing to struggle through not understanding. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I do that. All, I do that all the time, anyway. But, uh, yeah. Our friend Andre would definitely know this game. I think so. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, we should ask him. So it's going to lead us now into our main topic here, which is our favorite retro gaming hacks or hacked ROMs, if you will. Um, so these are basically kind of like the games which, uh, you know, you have like people on the internet basically take like the ROMs of these classic games and basically just kind of turn them into like their, their own games. And um, a, you know, a lot of time they, they turn out to be not so good, but there was like a lot of like great games that are out there that, you know, that have been like hacked. Um, one that I immediately have to bring bring up actually is um, you know which is one which Capcom really um, really embraced actually for the Mega Man I think it was the 25th anniversary I want to say uh, uh-huh. which, which is uh, Street Fighter Cross Mega Man um, which like so, like whoever was like the person who basically made like the hacked ROM uh, basically uh, made Street Fighter characters in the style of Mega Man they had these Street Fighter characters as like bosses at the end of their own levels all themed around like you know those characters so you have like Ryu Blanca and like uh, I think I think Urian was in there and like all these other like Street Fighter characters like all across the Street Fighter universe um, and they had like stages themed like after them it was like really it was really like well done as far as like kind of taking the theme of like those characters and like having those characters be just kind of turn them into you know into, into like into Mega Man bosses and then like taking like their powers. So you know if if you be Ryu, you take a Sadokan. If you if if you be like Yurian, you take his Aegis Reflector from Third Strike. Uh, like some really really cool stuff what they did there. Um, I, I'm just really I just would really hope honestly because you know because you know. Capcom could have very easily did like a cease and desist order, which is also kind of like a big risk, honestly, which like a lot of these hack ROMs kind of take uh, in this regard. Uh, but but they they actually like embraced the game and like allowed it to be released under like their you know under like Capcom banner basically, but only for PC, I believe. Uh, but it would be really really cool to see this actually be re released in some way on like Switch or like you know or, or any other consoles, honestly. You see, now I was going to bring up another Mega Man one. It was one that was that was made a mile back called uh, Mega Man in the Mushroom Kingdom. Essentially, oh, yeah. it was a hack of Mega Man One for the NES, and uh, which you play as the character, but you fight through a more colorful world that looks like something out of the Mario universe. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really cool. In fact, enemies have been changed over to resemble enemies from the Super Mario series, and there are all new level designs as well. It looks like something that might have come for that Mega Man Maker fan-made game that came out a while ago. I really enjoy the hell out of this hack. I think it's really cool. Uh, uh, one of my favorites and best done, I think, is uh, Sonic 2 Yoshi, which puts Yoshi into Sonic 2. Mm. And uh, um, it's amazing. It basically plays like it plays like the, the Super Mario uh, sequel. Super Mario World sequel where, you, you know, you were baby Mario riding on Yoshi's back. Yep. It plays like that. And it's the Sonic levels. It's amazing. Hmm. Yeah, these these mixtures these mixtures games are really kind of cool. Like, uh, I remember somebody also went and remixed Super Metroid, 
and a redesign, like with, with a much, much larger world than the original game and uh, a few more tricky spots, if you will, to keep, pe- keep players challenged. I thought that was kind of cool. And uh, let's see what else. There were a, a couple of other mixtures that were put in there, like a Mario adventure that was sort of like an all new with a weird design to it. Zelda Challenge Outlands, that was done. That was a really good one. Mario Kart R. It was it was essentially a remix of Super Mario Kart for the Super NES with some new tracks that could easily blend in with like some of the tracks from the original. But there's also the addition of Kirby. That's right. As yeah, a playable character. Now. He took over for nice. Toad. And it was really well done. Um, I, I really actually want to download it and play it again because I think it's really cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Mario Kart R was a blast. And it always made me wonder, you know, like, you know, Link got added. The Inkling kids got added from Splatoon. Why not Kirby? Are you worried yeah. that he's going to suck up a dry, like, suck up Luigi and spit him off the track? Is yeah. Be <laughs> OP at that point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there was also, like, another one that I want to mention, with, which is uh, Kaizo Mario World. Uh, which is basically like a harder version of Super Mario World, uh, which I've mainly only seen actually like during like the Awesome Games Done Done Quick series, um, you know, because like the, this is like one that's very popular with uh, with like speedrunners, uh, especially with how much more difficult it is, and it's just basically making near impossible levels like in, in Super Mario World with like a lot of like uh, a lot of like spin jumps to kind of get through them, and like very very careful timing with like you know your your jumps and and you know and using like Yoshi for like the extra jump and all that stuff. And uh, killing him, God. Damn I, I get killing him all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> there's more, more Yoshi's where where that came from. So. Um, but uh, yeah, the, you know, so with Kaizo's Mario World, another one I have to mention too are the Chrono Trigger uh, hacks as well, um, which has you know, which always kind of like intrigued me just because of the fact I'm I'm a huge Chrono Trigger fan. Um, but yeah, there was there's Crimson Echoes, which got which did get the cease and desist actually from uh, from from, uh, from Square Enix shortly before it was going to be like released on the internet basically. Uh, but then it was picked up by like a different team uh, who basically basically took like the work from uh, from Crimson Echoes and made like their own hack with it uh, called Flames of Eternity, uh, which I know like kind of caused like this whole big like hullabaloo like online between like the two teams like you know with the Crimson Echoes team uh, you know claiming that the Flames of Eternity uh, with Flames of Eternity team. Uh, basically, just you know, just stole like their work outright, and then you know, then like released it like underneath uh, Square Enix's nose. Um, so there's like a bit of that, but like there there are some differences in there. But it's just, you know, it's worth to kind of check those out. Honestly, just because like they are very well done and uh, obviously done by like true fans of the game. And I'll tell you what, same with Castlevania games, because there are a number of different Castlevania hacks out there that put a kind of an original twist on the classic 8-bit adventures. Like, there's this one called Chorus of Mysteries. Mm. Um, it's essentially a hack of the original uh, Castlevania game. It's got new graphics and level design that really goes a different layer in terms of, like, challenging you, uh, in terms of tricky jumps, enemy placements. Uh, it, it's really well done. And uh, I think somebody even made it, like, ROMs, into cartridges at one point. So I think you could probably like order a fan version of this if you really, really wanted it. Yeah. I, I, I know like a lot of like the more popular hacks have, have like fake, uh, fake cartridges kind of like out there so that you can just basically plug it into like your, uh, into like the original consoles like that they were meant for. So yeah, it's pretty neat. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorites is the uh, uh, Donkey Kong Pauline hack where the, the guy's daughter was like, how come I can't play as the girl at the top? Mm. Oh yeah, and they switched it around, right? With That's yeah, right. So he yeah. Made it, he, yeah. So now Mario's up at the top, and you play as Pauline, and you climb up, and you save Mario. And it, it's you know, it's, it's just a you know simple. Um, I mean, he had to come up with animation for the character, but it's basically you know a, a sprite swap, um, and uh, you know, like what a great thing 
for the, a dad to do for his daughter too. Yeah, it's really sweet. Um, and it it it's good. It's a good hack. It it plays smooth. You know, it's a, it's really good. Um, he's a professional video game designer. Uh, uh, I just looked it up. I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's Mike. Micah or Mika? Mika. M-I-K-A. Mika, yeah. 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 yeah, we know him. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, another one, too, uh, you know, kind of keep with the whole, whole Mario train, honestly. Uh, there's like Super, uh, Super Mario Crossover, uh, which is like a really, really cool one uh, where you basically like use like other NES, uh, like NES like heroes, basically, in Super Mario Brothers, uh, which includes Mega Man, uh, Simon Belmont, uh, Samus Aran, uh, also Bill from uh, from Contras in there. Uh, but like, you know, and as you can imagine, too, like, you know, if you're, if you're playing as like the Contra guy, um, you know, you're basically just shooting like a, like the Goombas like all around. I like, guess you're you know jumping around on pipes and like all that stuff. So, uh, the, like like the characters honestly play just like how they play in their original games, but just put into like a Mario platformer, which is just amazing. So, and I'll tell you one other thing we should discuss because we actually had the uh, Tecmo Super Bowl guys on the show for a while a while back. Um, every year there's a updated ROM for Tecmo Super Bowl. Yes. And, and we keep seeing like every year with updated players, updated teams, and it's a pretty neat experiment. I mean, obviously Tecmo didn't really approve it, but I mean, it's just something to keep fans coming back. You know, if they're tired of Madden, it gives them an alternative for mm-hmm. something to play. You know, they could either download the ROM or they can, you know, buy a cartridge if they want to do the old school style in the NES, which is the best way to go. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I thought that was kind of a neat little hack too. Just, they don't really change the game that much, just update things so that it sticks with the NFL's uh, current roster. Yeah. For sure. And, uh, James, you, you, you actually kind of like dived into, uh, into like hacking ROMs yourself too, right? Yes, I did. I, uh, I hacked, uh, Super Mario Brothers for the NES, um, to replace Mario, uh, basically with myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, <laughs> so I, I, I do that. Well, I did for 14 years that daily diary comic strip, American Elf, where I drew myself as an elf. So um, I thought, I, I, I can't remember the exact year I did this, but um, um, I thought I, I had a good shot of maybe making the first autobiographical uh, video game, um, <laughs> you know, based on my, but I, I can't program. I can't program. So I did the, ROM hack. Um, and it was actually super easy. Uh, I just downloaded this uh, software. Um, it's called NES CHR Editor. Uh, it's a graphical editor. You edit the, the sprites. So basically it's like replace the Mario sprite with like your sprite of, of, of like the American Elf character. Yeah. And it was pretty complicated. It was pretty complicated, actually. It took me like all night to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, because the 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 sprites are just dis- like a mario's like four sprites or something like that he's not one sprite mm-hmm. you know so you've got like it's a big these boy. little pe- <laughs> so you've got these and and the way they're displayed they're just like there on the screen like they're not together mm-hmm. it doesn't look like mario you like you see half of mario's head and you edit that to be half of you i'd edit that to be like half of the american elf guy's head and then edit the next sprite be the other half but they're not next to each other so i can't see if they match up right mm-hmm. so then you play you then you play it and you're like oh i did it wrong yeah and then you do it. <laughs> so it, it really took forever um but on on the plus side it didn't take any really any special knowledge i didn't have to know how to program mm-hmm. you know it just took uh some time and effort did you basically teach yourself how to do pixel art then like in order to do that or yeah yeah Truthfully, I'm not that great at pixel art. Um, like, 
uh, at least not some guys have this way of making pixel art that just looks exactly like pixel art looked in like a SNES game. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and there are a lot of people really good at it. Mine don't right. <laughs> look good. <laughs> A little pruder, but, maybe, yeah. You know, but 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 you you might say the same thing about my drawing. You know, like some people can draw just like I don't know, great comic, whatever, and I draw <laughs> not quite like that. Yeah, <laughs> like the indie guy, bit, right? you know, so yeah, it's, exactly. It's really kind of like simpler, a little, little bit cruder, but like that's kind of like how how like South Park also had like its charm too. In that case, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you know, when it comes to when it comes to things like this, um, there's 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 multiple factors right for making art there's like you know your your chops right your 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 skill at like manipulating the brush or the or the pixels right and then there's just sheer willpower um you know maybe you don't maybe you don't have special skills but you've got the drive to make something right um, like if you have like an image in your head that you want to make and that you know that you can make with the skill set that you have, then you just kind of go ahead and just just do it basically, or at least try yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a real uh, uh, proponent for just trying to just try to make stuff. Just make stuff. Yeah. Everybody make something. Right. Well, yeah. it's not that easy. We don't all have hacking skills. I can barely put together a good, <laughs> I can barely put together a good Photoshop. Come on. <laughs> I can write like a. I can I can make a slideshow. I can make a good E3 preview. I can't hack. <laughs> I I has no hacks or skills. Yeah. Well, see, I could I could I just you know like I was just reading like a blog or something, and the person said, "I made this NES tile editor. Check it out." So I checked it out. <laughs> I didn't have any I didn't have any special skills or knowledge when I did my ROM hack. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's just really kind of like I guess like diving into like whatever resources they have in front of you, and honestly, like with like the internet in front of us, I mean, I think everything's kind of like, you know it's like an arm's reach away uh, in that regard. But um, it, it is kind of cool to see you kind of like place like your indie cartoonist uh, style, I guess, into like pixel art and also like into you know into hacking a ROM in this case. And um, I, I believe also this this particular ROM hack was also meant to be kind of like a like a bit of like a love letter in a sense to to your wife. Is that right? uh no i think it was a did i was it uh, no I, I think it was a different uh, was that something I else I, a, I think i hacked a different one okay to, to just say say something to my wife i don't think i did it in that one i i can i can barely even remember that but you said i i wrote about that in american l you you did i'm like i don't even remember i'm like <laughs> i'm like not 99 percent certain i want to say like as i went through like because i remember you i know talking i think about hacking well, a game. now they for, for I think I, I think I did. I think it just said something like "Hi, Amy" or something like that. Okay. You know, I, it uh, it wasn't it. Uh, you know, probably not anything too romantic. Like <laughs> not like not. I mean, not like a marriage proposal or anything like that. Right. But yeah, you know, just a hi. Yeah, I, I, the high. Hi, <laughs> wife. Hi. It's like, it's like, yeah. Look what I made oh. for you. <laughs> I think I. You know what? I'm not completely sure, uh, but I might have hacked like Family Feud or something like that. The NES okay. version of like one of these game Wheel, show Wheel games. Wheel of Fortune, maybe. Yeah, maybe Wheel of Fortune. I just I, I had this feeling I could get her to play it because mm -hmm. she like you know she she'll she'll play certain things, um, but not many things. The the things that she the things that she's played that I've uh, 
she she got for a while really into a, a uh, like Pac-Man, Pac-Man bootleg that was released on Mac. It wasn't Pac-Man, but it was something just like Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. She got into that for like a few months in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> and then she got into a- Animal Crossing on GameCube. Oh, yeah. And then I couldn't get her to play anything until I found um, uh, Threes for iOS. Oh, you know that game? okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. That, it's like... Um, oh, yeah. It's a puzzle game where you move around these different um, tiles that, on the board. And that's try what to I'm get thinking of, yeah. Like, in value of threes, and then you try to connect together before you run out of moves. Uh, they also released it for Xbox One. Mm. Oh, really? That's yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so threes is great, great game. But, like, she's she's played that probably every day for the last two years. Oh, wow. Or since, <laughs> since it came out. Oh, it came out... Wait. Uh, it says here it came out in 2014. So she, I think she's played it every day since 2014. Um, she's really good at it. Well, but there's still people out there. There are people out there who get just phenomenally huge scores. And she's not, you know, she's probably not world-class threes player. Uh, but, but she's way better at it than I am. That's for sure. It's a great game, though. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it is just like a, a game where you push tiles against each other and, and, and add numbers together, right? But they turn into cute little characters when you do it, and they make like the satisfying, like little snappy sound when you snap them together. <laughs> um, yep, and yep. It's just like it's just perfect. Um, so, w- w- like, like, were there like particular games that you and your wife would play together just growing up and just being a couple and stuff? Uh, like any like two player games or anything like that, uh, like Bubble Bobble or something. Yeah, no, not really. No, uh, no, no. no okay. I've never, made, I've never <laughs> wow. really get her to play anything with me. Oh but, wow! Okay. Try harder, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you got to set it. an example for the rest of us. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but my kids play like so much. I've like, in fact. Um, I basically I've totally spoiled them. I'm any game they want, I'll buy it for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, like to the point where I'm like, "Hey, you want me to buy you another game?" And they're like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> we got that wow. hockey money. money so. <laughs> I'll tell you, if it was me, I'd be like, "What do you mean, no?" Never mind. They're like, "We're kind of busy with the last three games you bought us." Wow. So, you know, we don't really need another one. I mean, like, we are kind of spoiled. Like, like. It's- <laughs> stage of gaming honestly there are so many quality games like a lot more than we growing up honestly so we're kind of spoiled with with, with like a lot of like great games just overall anyway so I, I can totally understand that one other question i have to ask you too like since since you know since you injected uh the american elf character into super mario brothers was one other game if you could inject the american elf character into any other video game which one would would it be uh destiny Destiny. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the dances alone, I'm not playing. Yeah, you get the emotes in there and everything. Yeah, you got a little ghost buddy with you and stuff. It'd be, 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 be pretty great, honestly. <laughs> Especially with kind of the, the realistic graphics, honestly, of like Destiny. And then all of a sudden, you add in like this kind of crude drawing of like James Kachuk <laughs> just running around in like a battlefield. <laughs> I could totally see that. Honestly. Oh, we probably should mention that I did actually make a real game. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you should mention that. Glor- Glorkian Warrior, uh, which I made with uh, the uh, with Pixel Jam, uh, 
Therefore, which is probably most famous for this game they did called Dino Run, mm-hmm. uh, which was a free browser game. There's actually kind of an amazing story about Dino Run, which is that my, I think it was Miles's wife said, like they're putting on these little hats in the game. They're going to put like you can collect hats for your little dinosaur to wear. And his wife said something like, you should charge like 99 cents for each hat. He's like, no, not going to do that. What are like, we, no one what are ever, we, EA? No, Come on. Right. Well, no one, <laughs> at the time, no one had done it. Yeah. it. Literally, there was no such thing as microtransactions in a game. It, like, and his, his wife came up with the idea and he rejected it. But if he had done that, and like millions of people played that game. Oh, yeah. Um, he would be rich. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, yeah. I mean, sometimes you kind of have to bite that bull. I mean, honestly, it's it's kind of up for like people if they wish to spend the money in order to get like a bit further or just be like up ahead, like without their friends, or whatever in the game. I mean, that's that's kind of like how these things start, honestly, and it, it trickles up, especially as more people play the game, especially if it's, if it's like a free to play game. That's just more people who could potentially spend money uh, while they're playing your game. So you literally yeah. just described Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's almost um, like every other game that's out there right now. So pretty yeah. much, yeah. So so Glorkian Warrior. I, I, I first came up, I came, I was just drawing like game ideas. Mm-hmm. I had no reason to think I could make a game. I don't know how to program. I didn't know it. I didn't have any friends that were programmers. I was just drawing pictures of the game and like putting it up. Uh, kind of like scenes or whatever. Yeah. Like on my blog. And, uh, and uh, I was also making, uh, and I did that for a couple of years, like just like, tinkered with ideas for the game and then i made that um that chiptunes album uh digital elf Mm. um so it was all music i made on the game boy and then i sang you know on top of that and then i got invited to this chiptunes uh festival in new york city um it's just like a one-day thing but like five bands played or something like that and um and and playing at that i met this guy mark donardo who did music for pixel jam and uh and he and I and I said, oh, you know, I I really love Pixel Jam. I love Dino Run. And he's like, oh, well, they like your comics. And I'm like, cool. I should do something with those guys. And he's like, yeah, I'll give you their email. And so two, within two days, we were working on the game. Wow. Um, and then it took us four years to make it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we ran a Kickstarter and asked for like ten thousand dollars. Oh, it seemed like you know a million, right? Um, but and we thought we'd finish the game in two months, mm-hmm. and uh, and we did not finish the game in two months. Yeah. And we, you know, we just we basically made three full games. We had my first idea for a game. We worked on that for maybe two years, and then the guys were like, "This is n- we're never going to be able to finish this game. This is too much. It's too hard." Mm-hmm. Um, and and maybe it wasn't even necessarily exactly fun. You know, um, which is a problem. So we decided to make a simpler version of it. So we made a, a simpler version of it, worked on that for another year, and we're like, we're getting nowhere with this version either. It's not actually fun either. Mm. Um, and then, uh, and then we came up with one more version that was really was even simpler and really fun. Um, and it was uh, basically we we just kind of took my original idea and stuck in uh galaga (laughs) 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 or galaxian or you know space invaders that kind of thing so now you're the your little cartoon character with a you've got a backpack that shoots lasers and you run back and forth and jump and um while shooting at aliens you know 
flying around in formation above you. Mm-hmm. So it basically is like Galaga mixed with Mario because the guys will come along on the ground that you have to jump on their heads while the aliens are attacking you from above. Um, okay. Uh, and it's just, you know, really, really fun to play. Um, so we released that on uh, iOS and Android and PC and Mac. And I think it's on Linux too, but I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I see like for um, for like the App Store, for Google Play, and for Steam. Uh, those are like the main yeah, ones. Yeah, it's definitely on, definitely on Steam. Glorkianwarrior.com is uh, the website to find that too. So Yeah. And then, um, so while I, during those four years that I was, we were working on the game, um, I also drew the Glorky, uh, started drawing a Glorky Warrior graphic novel series. So there's three Glorky Warrior graphic novels. Mm. Glorky Warrior delivers a pizza, Glorky Warrior eats adventure pie, and (laughs) Glorky Warrior and the mustache of destiny. Nice. And then (laughs) while I was working on all that, I was just like writing songs to myself. Like I wrote a song, uh, uh like uh when i was a kid my dad would sing me awake every morning mm-hmm. and he would sing um that he was in the navy um in world war ii so he really liked that revelry you know like well he would think it's time to get up it's time to get up it's time to get up in the morning which is kind of an annoying way to be woken up but well whatever yeah he was really happy fun he was really happy fun guy and he woke me up in a happy fun way um so <laughs> i i wrote a song for my kids uh based on glorky and warrior that goes good morning glorky and warrior glorky good morning to you good morning glorky and warrior good morning now what should we do um, <laughs> and there's more to it than that but that's a that's that's the gist of it and uh did that song like ever make its way to like one of your albums well yeah i uh I made a whole Glorky and Warrior album oh, called wow, okay. Good Morning Glorky and Warrior. Oh, there so you go. it starts with <laughs> it starts with the Good Morning song, and then it goes through like his adventure for the day, and he fights the magic robot, which is like um, the big alien boss in the in the uh, in the video game, mm-hmm. and and he's also a character in the book too. Oh, um, there you go. And uh, and then it goes with Glorky and Warrior going to sleep. So there's like a, a lullaby song. Uh, that it ends with nice um yeah so like um i'm just so happy about that i'm so happy about that project uh that that i did uh, a video game always wanted to make a video game made a real video game that people could actually play i made three graphic novels based on it and an album i'm like that was a good project yeah you got like a lot, a lot of mileage out of it in that case, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, really and who nice. knows? You know, maybe someday somebody will call you to their birthday party. David will call you to perform a few songs. I think you do play yes. at birthday parties, actually, don't you? No. Oh. No, I, oh, well, 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 that's not true. Um, and I played, a, I played a sunglass birthday in Norman, Oklahoma. Ah. And, um, and he couldn't afford to bring my whole band down you know, to fly us all down or whatever. So he brought just me and uh, my guitarist, Jason, down and then put together a band of local guys um, and then rented out, like, the VFW hall. Wow. And it, <laughs> and, and it was awesome. 
That's cool. It was such a, it was an awesome show. That's it was good. great. Because I figure, you know, we can get something going for David's birthday next time it's around. Yeah. <laughs> I good, morning, good morning. Good <laughs> morning. I'm going to have to have this as my, as my alarm, like, like ringtone. That case. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm not, so, I, I mean, you're great, but I'm not moving my Battletoads theme. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Some, somebody here in town had a birthday party. I think it was for like their five-year-old, a monkey versus robot birthday party. Yes. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't hire me to perform at it, but they just invited me to the birthday party. Wow! And I was like, I don't think I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's flattering, I guess, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And then, um, but then a few years later, like uh, that was just out of the blue, and I didn't know who the guy was. But then I met the guy, and he seemed okay. And then he invited me to his wedding. And I was like, oh, I guess I can go to your wedding. So that was pretty fun. Um, you know, you get to eat some free fancy food. And yeah. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. Dress um, up, whatever. You know, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then just recently, I, I was like at a party or something, and I ran into someone who did go to that five-year-old's birthday party. Mm -hmm. Monkey versus robot birthday party, and they said it was awesome, and I should have gone. <laughs> oh, <man>. oh well, <laughs> man. It just sounded awkward to me. I don't want to go to some little kid's birthday party. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can totally understand. Like, where you're coming from with that, honestly, it's kind of the yeah. <laughs> New Englander, honestly, to kind of like not want to impose like that, even if you are invited. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I can totally understand that point, but, um, but yeah, no, the, it's, you know, it's really cool. So, you know, with everything that, that, you know, that, that you worked on there and, um, you know, it, I, I should have mentioned too, like again, with, Glor with glorkianwarrior.com to find your game and also americanelf.com in order to find out the rest of your work very much. Yes. American Elf is actually gone. Mm -hmm. I took the whole website down, but the, but if you, but that URL will take you to my a page that has like all my books for sale. Yeah. At least like top shelf. I know. So yeah. Yeah. Probably. And American Elf stuff is available there. Yes, indeed. Indeed. It's, so. just, nice. it's just, um, I just don't have it up as a web comic anymore, but you can get like books and EPUB versions yep. which you can read on comiXology which is how i'm reading it actually so it's uh, it's really cool stuff there so uh Thanks. yeah absolutely and uh that's gonna lead us now into a game code here from you robert yep i get a steam code for the game hunt showdown from crytek uh, this is an early access game but hunt showdown is a competitive first person player versus player bounty hunting game with heavy player versus enemy elements from the makers of crisis set in the darkest corners of the world it packs the thrill of survival games into a match-based format and this code will give you access to the game and when it becomes a full game it'll upgrade automatically the code is 7FCHQNJTJC5Y26N that is for Hunt Showdown on Steam enjoy choose your character that's going to lead us now to another game of Random Select. So this is a yes or no 15 question game to guess which video game character that Robert is this week uh, so James is basically going to be you and I, like they're, they're going to be like a team trying to guess which, which character that Robert is. Um, if after five questions, we don't get it, uh, he'll give the first hint. If after 10 questions, we don't get it, he'll give the second hint. And if after 15 questions, we don't get it, then it's game over, as Raul Julia would say. So, okay. uh, so yeah, so basically, uh, we, we'll, we'll start asking some questions here and, uh, yeah, why don't you start us off there, James? Uh, basically just yes or no questions so like mm -hmm. you know don't go asking like uh you know stuff like uh what series were you in something like that it has to be yes or no 
So you're a video game character? Wait, is this one of my questions? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, yes, it is. 14 to... No, I'm kidding. We can use that. Yes. A, there, a real video game character? Yeah. There, this is a character that was mentioned over the course of the show. Yeah. That's kind of like a um, like, like like a rule that we kind of place on it, too. So, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Character mentioned or, or, or that we mentioned their game or whatever. Yeah. All right. Are you blue? What? Am I blue? Are you blue? Oh, oh, I thought you were asking if it was actually a character name blue. No, uh, am I colored blue? No. Uh, okay. okay. Blue Dabadi. He's not Meg he's not Mega Man. No, he's not Mega Man. Um are you the hero of your game? I would say I'm one of them, yes. Hmm. Okay. Could be one of those any one of those characters in the Bomberman. Oh yeah. That's a good point, actually. I know Robert loves his Bomberman, so. <laughs> so maybe, let me see. Uh, are you a Hudson soft character? No. Oh, okay. Not Bomberman then. Not necessarily the hero. Not Yeah, well, apparently one of the heroes, so maybe yeah. not the main hero. Oh, okay. Well, let me break this down here. In one particular game, I am the main hero, but in others, I join somebody else. Mm. That'll help you out a little bit. This is always are the you, are you, wait 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 are you are you human? Yes, kind of. Uh, kind of. Oh, interesting. Uh, are you a Konami character? Yes, and that is the fifth clue. So the first, I'm sorry, the it's... fifth guess. Uh, the hold on, let me give the first clue. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> the first clue is, is I follow my own rules of nature. What were you gonna say? Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off there. I don't know. <laughs> I forgot now. <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> well, you know, like um, if it's anybody from the Metal Gear Solid series, I don't know it that well. My son just played through the whole, like he just played through the whole thing just this spring. Wow. And uh, yeah, yeah, and like I think. Uh, okay. Well, I think he played them, and I think he played. Now we're just. I'm just. Okay. Well, that's fine. If, if you want, if you want David to take a couple extra guesses, we can. That's all right. Okay. Um, I, I guess I may as well ask then. Are you a Metal Gear Solid character? Yes. Ah! See, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. A minute ago, you said you don't know the Metal Gear game. Ah! Uh -huh. no, I knew it. Ah! Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 Sneaky little. I knew it. All I'm not a workman. I'm pretty well, sure. I think it was probably a character I didn't know. Yeah. And. That was one we talked about. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know who this is. If you want me okay. to guess, there, James. Sure, go ahead. Are you Raiden? Yes. There you go. <laughs> it was Raiden. He was the he was a side character in Metal Gear Solid 2 and, of course, Metal Gear Solid 4. But he was mainly known as the main guy in Metal Gear Rising: Revengeance. Revengeance. So, yeah, yeah, we did mention him during the Bomberman thing, so that counts. Uh, well done. Uh, even though you say you know Metal Gear <laughs> and you don't. What, what is this? Wag of the fingers. Or wag of the finger. Well, my okay. So my son just played through the whole thing, but I didn't really watch. You know, like he was there. He he. Um, I watched some of the the most recent one that plays like '80s music all the time. Oh, oh yeah, that, that yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was that was kind of amazing. It was just amazing to listen to the music. Yeah. Um, and uh, but he talked me into playing the F Metal Gear Solid, the first one on uh, PS One, mm. and. Uh, uh, and I, I think I got, I didn't get to disc two yet. So I, but I got a few missions in and, um, it's wild. 
Oh yeah, those games are <laughs> those games are wild. Just, just going into Johnny Carson, that thing is wild. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> it, I think it was like the first game that I remember anyway that had like a very cinematic kind of style to it. So it almost kind of felt like a movie in a lot of ways, and obviously like a lot of other games are kind of following that in those footsteps later on. So. Yeah, and now we're getting a yeah. Metal Gear Solid movie from the guy that directed uh, Kung Sky Island. That's right. Down the road. Yeah, so, and he's got Kojima's approval, so I'm looking forward to it. For sure. Do you think it? Do you think it could possibly be like? as wild though like can like they're so corny yeah um, <laughs> very very out there as far as like the like, storylines <laughs> and the plot twists and all that stuff for sure yeah but i, like I imagine kojima, like did kojima ever took the straight path come on he's always done these games yeah. that have been over the top and ridiculous and stuff i expect that from him i imagine for like the sake of like making a movie for like a for, for like a mainstream audience like they're gonna like try to um you know tr- try to like simplify it in as, as much as possible pretty much so mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that uh, that's about it for our show. Unless anybody else had uh, anything else. To- oh, actually, Dave, I'm sorry. That's your line. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yes. Uh, you know, if there's anything that, uh, that you guys want to throw out there before I close up shop. Um, I will say summer games done quick is happening right now. And some of the greatest speed runs I've ever seen are happening. Hmm. Uh, I just Were there watched- any that kind of like, like grabbed your attention there as far as I guess? There was one for Super Metroid this morning that blew my flipping mind. They did it in like, uh, like an hour or something. It, it was just nuts. Uh, like like he was doing it asleep. It was ridiculous. It was... <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, they, they've been doing this all week. And uh, if uh, there's a goal, actually, if you donate enough money, then somewhere near the end of the week, they're going to do a Pepsi Man speed run on Sega Ooh. Saturn, I believe. There's that and Pepsi Man I mentioned there, James. <laughs> Pepsi Man. <laughs> hey, there you go. Pepsi Man song. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I actually really love to fall asleep while playing games. I think it's. Some of, my, some of the most amazing experiences I've had have been when I was like playing, fell asleep, and then woke up like somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 what developers like, that's what developers like to hear. You fell asleep playing or excellent. Right, yeah. Great. It's a compliment. A good, one, a, good one, a good one for that is No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah. Oh, that game puts, uh, yeah, I just watched it in my sleep. Oh, my yeah, it's not in a good way either. So. <laughs> Wake up and be like, ah, oh, shit, it's still on. Right. I actually, I actually really liked the original version of that game that everybody hates. And I haven't liked it since any of the big updates they've done. No, the right. first version that everyone was like, this game is awful. Yeah. The guy's a liar. I like that version. Yeah. That version I really like. See, I, I, but, I went through it and I was I, I reviewed it and done. I have been back since and I'm really not motivated to go back anytime soon. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, James, like, I don't know if there's like anything that you're working on that you want to like promote or anything that you, you know that they want to mention here that um, you know, for, for people to go check out for your work. Um, sure. Uh, a, a recent book of mine uh, is called Mecha Boys, uh, and it's about two teenage boys that build a robot battle suit. Hmm. Uh, based on your sons to, a little bit there? Uh, uh, no, really, it's kind of based on my own high school experience. They're, they're, uh, it's sort of about like school violence, but, you know, told with robot battle suit instead of, you know, something more sinister. Right. Um, and it, ha- it kind of has a happy ending. But yeah, like two that like they want to take revenge on the the guys they hate at school. Mm. Uh, so they build this robot battle suit out of old uh, lawnmower. Interesting. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, and I have another. Actually, I have another book even more recent than that that came out last week. Mm-hmm. Um, a kid's book called uh, Johnny Boo and the Ice Cream Computer. Oh yeah, and, I keep forgetting that you made like the Johnny Boo books. And I love those books. <laughs> it's like they're really, oh, really nice. good. So this is this is like the eighth Johnny Boo book, mm-hmm. and this one has um, 
It has, uh, well, it's got, you know, robots, uh, time travel, alien invasion, uh, a game of tag, <laughs> ice cream, uh, <laughs> butterfly collecting. Um, yeah, it's a good one. Nice. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, I, I keep forgetting about, about, those, about the giant boo books because I, I actually read through those, I remember, along, you know, along with like Super Fighters, I remember as well. <laughs> And uh, yeah, yeah, your 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 stuff is. Oh, like... well, there's one other thing. Oh, there you one go. Okay, there, there you go. Go ahead. Yeah. One other thing I did this year. Uh, uh, I just had a, a short come out on Nickelodeon called uh, "Plunge of the Dragon," which you can watch on on YouTube. Just type in "Plunge of the Dragon," you'll find it. Nice. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. It's about it's about a dragon that uh, wants to be a professional plumber. <laughs> well, that doesn't work because his his arm's too short. That doesn't. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah, it's like it's like. He's like, uh, yeah, he's like Mario. Yeah, he's like Mario, but it's a dragon in the face. <laughs> yeah, but, but he can also roll into ball form like Sonic. Oh, interesting. Okay, all right. <laughs> so a lot of influences there for sure. That's right. Yeah, that's cool. So like a, a lot of stuff like to look forward to. Oh, and uh, and uh, <laughs> Nolan, Nolan. Okay, I need to. I need to turn on the fan. I'm dying. <laughs> right. I'm Nolan, dying. My ice is melting. Nolan North. Nolan North does some voice acting in it. He plays a butterfly. Oh, really? I actually, I ran into him. I ran into him at Momocon. It was great. I was sitting there at the table, and both him and Troy Baker suddenly break out into Christopher Walken impressions, and the rest of the table is cracking up to shit. I think I told the story before, but yeah, yeah. it's amazing to sit around with him and Troy and just do all this stuff. But we're gonna be here for five more hours. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's no end to things we could talk about, but I know you got to wrap it up. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm pouring water in my legs right. Right now. <laughs> he, he played a bee. I, I misspoke that he played a bee in my cartoon, not a butterfly. A bee. Well, a bee. That's still awesome, though. Nolan North is a yes. bee. I mean, what would he find? Oh, that one doesn't have any pollen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, try this one now. That's very good. So, James, thank you. Thank you very, very much for, yeah, for, Dave, for, for coming on the show here. This has been great. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. It's an absolute pleasure. And also, can we, uh, can we find you on social media anywhere? Uh, yeah. I'm on Twitter. You'd have to know how to spell my name, but it's uh, at the underscore Kachalka. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like you know, and if you want to follow the Argcast on Twitter, we are at Arg Podcast. Same thing for Facebook. We're facebook.com slash Arg Podcast. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at the Guilty Man. Follow me on Twitter. It's at twitter.com slash the DCD. You can also check out my work at comicbook.com slash gaming. In fact, I just reviewed Blast Blue Cross Tag Battle, and pretty soon I'll have my review for the crew too up. So Maybe. check it out. Indeed, indeed, and uh, also we we uh, we are on Discord. So if you wish to uh, to like talk with your fellow uh, fellow re- retro gaming fans, and then you know, then be sure to check out our Discord. Uh, it should be on um, like if you check my Twitter, uh, I actually have like a link on there. Uh, it's actually like a pinned tweet, so you'll be able to find it on there. But oh, here I, I can get it right now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, it, it, it's also in the show notes too. In that case, uh, yeah. and uh, also we are uh, we are partnered with Don't Feed the Gamers, so be sure to check them out at don'tfeedthegamers.com. That's being run by our good friend Liana Ruppert. So be sure to give her and her team some love over there. Uh, and we and also, if you want to send us any like uh, any feedback, any like opinions, any like uh, you know any, any retro games you want us to cover or anything at all, really, you can email us at rcast at retrosap.com. And be sure to check out RetroZap.com for all sorts of other amazing podcasts, especially of the Star Wars variety. There is Bruise and Blasters, Kanata's Castle, Starship Sabers and Scoundrels, Skywalking Through Neverland. There's also Beltway Bontas, which is really cool because it reminds both Star Wars and politics. So if you're both minds, it's definitely the podcast for you. 
There's also the DeuceCast movie show. So just like the title suggests, they are a movie podcast. And those guys have been doing it for over 300 episodes. So be sure to check them out over there. Uh, and there's also the Animaniacast. So if you're a big Animaniacs fan, this is definitely the podcast for you. And they're also raw pulse and approved. And there's also the Techno Retro Dads. So if you love old school stuff, and of course you do because you listen to the Rcast, you love the Techno Retro Dads because they cover stuff in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, not only just video games, but also toys, commercials, things like that. And yeah, there's also us with Rcast. So be sure to find us on iTunes, give us five stars, subscribe, and tell your neighbors. We're also on Stitcher and also Google Play Music. So there's absolutely no reason to not listen to the Rcast. And yeah, Ooh. that's uh, absolutely. <laughs> and that is Rcast 117 in the books. And until next time, keep it retro. Thank now, you. let me ask you a question. If Would they ever have Wait, we start show? <laughs> no, 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 no. I had a question. What if they hacked our show and they called it the Art Podcast and it was just about anger? Just art. Yeah. Or about pirates in this case, maybe. Okay. Now, now you may say what you're going to say, James. James is all like he's got. He got wait. It's like I thought we finally ended it, and now it's, you're like asking you questions. And... Well, I'm sorry. I thought you had one more thing to say. Okay. Well, then. Uh, thanks for <laughs> Thanks a lot. We'll see you guys next week for our next episode. Indeed. Catch you guys later. Bye bye. Monkey mate in the jungle robot replicated. They both love their mother, why must they hate each other? Why can't we all get along? Would that be oh so wrong? Why can't we all love each other? Monkey and a robot brother. Monkey versus robot. Monkey versus robot. Monkey versus Hello, my name's Richard Moss, and I make a podcast called The Life and Times of Video Games. It's a narrative and documentary-style show about games' history and how the medium has evolved over time. Each episode or bonus interview soundbite delves into some aspect of the ups and downs of the industry, or the design, development, and legacy of the best or most interesting games ever made. It's all carefully edited, complete with original music and sound design, and a mix of interviews and deep research, all set up to tell you a great story about the secret worlds behind or within video games. I hope you enjoy the show.